Welcome to the Millionaire Next Door podcast with Robert Curtis, CFP, accredited investment fiduciary from Signature Estate and Investment Advisors. In this podcast, we help successful wealth accumulators like you looking to transition to a work optional lifestyle by helping you build strategies for growing and maintaining your wealth. Robert draws from years of experience and fiduciary responsibility and interviews guest experts to help you build reliable strategies to grow and maintain your wealth. Now, on to the show. Good morning, everyone, and uh, thank you so much for tuning into the podcast. And uh, we've got another episode today, another guest that I'm excited to bring along. I'll, I'll introduce him in just, just a moment. wanted to explain what we're going to talk about here. As, as I've introduced in the past, the practice that I run, it's, it's a very holistic financial planning practice. And to, to explain that a little bit further, I, I, I've referred to it in the past, seven pillars, one process. So one of the pillars clearly is investment management, and that's absolutely core to what we do and what our clients expect from us and how we're engaging with them. But the majority of them have also asked us to look from a very comprehensive financial planning perspective. And there are six other pillars that might be estate planning. Uh, one of the, you know, tax minimization or optimization, those kinds of things. Another core pillar is risk management. And clients actually ask us to, to engage in conversations on this. We've baked this into the process. And today I wanted to bring on someone that I use as part of my team, sort of virtually, uh, but who, who is, um, we've worked with on some cases in the risk management area, particularly on long-term care. The guest is Anthony Ridd. And I'll bring him on, let him introduce himself in just a second. But he is what I call a member of my value-added support team. We have a big virtual team where we bring in experts on a variety of topics uh, when we're uh, looking at issues for clients. And Anthony has a lot of experience in this area, particularly long-term care. And we've walked a number of clients through these types of cases. So, uh, Anthony, um, welcome to the show. I wanted to introduce you introduce you maybe you could introduce yourself and then I'd, I'd really like to just tee it up with uh tell me a little bit about what you're seeing particularly in the long-term care arena sure rob thank you so much for the opportunity to be here today appreciate appreciate the chance to talk uh to you especially about this important topic so what we're seeing today is we're seeing a increased need as clients really age and go through the aging process they start to see the need for long-term care uh, appear in their lives. And, and just, I was just at a recent conference and I can't tell you how many advisors came up to me and talked to us about just their own personal experiences in the long-term care space and the cost of care and how important it is for clients to plan for care. And so we're seeing it as a, as a ever-increasing important topic, especially as the state's real with how they're going to deal with the cost of care. And they realize that it's something that they're not going to be able to uh, afford to pay for. Um, it's important that clients consider it as part of their financial plan to make sure they're taking away that risk that may have, that may uh, evolve as part of their life. So it's really an important piece of the the planning process we feel because it can devastate people's portfolios if they're not prepared for the possibility of a significant long-term care event. 
Yeah, absolutely. And I, I'm seeing it brought up a lot, often by clients, existing clients. And in my sense, this, this has come up a lot. I don't know if uh, just aging or life or the, the COVID experience or whatnot, but a lot of times people don't really, it's kind of a foreign thing until they're really faced with it, not, not themselves, but often it's their adult parents that they're starting to care for. And they see these um, progressions in different levels and then the need to bring in care and the costs of it. So, so a lot of times they're reaching out to us to ask us, hey, do you, do you work on that? How would you suggest we proceed? And our, our approach has really been to, to really educate them, find out about their goals, to have a very comprehensive discussion and really get them to a place and understanding of what their choices and options. And, and you've helped me with that. And it's been fantastic. I think we've given a lot of clarity to a lot of folks and, and put some of these in place, solid strategies for folks. Maybe, maybe talk about some of the different choices. How can people fund these? How do they work? What does that realistically look like to get one of these policies? And, and what, what kind of conversations are you having around that? Absolutely. So the thing about long-term care is it's one of the most customizable products that's out there. And it's important to customize it because everybody's situation is different. Um, everyone looks at the product at a different age, different health conditions, um, different ability to fund it. But it's very important to look at and to make sure that you're covering these risks. It's also not really a fun topic to talk about, which is why you don't see it. Uh, you know, Financial planners bring it up as the first topic when they're talking to clients is there's nothing really exciting or fun about talking about uh, long-term care the same way you might talk about future retirement, potential to get that boat. But the reality is it's super important to make sure that we're covering that with clients. And what we do is we build out a customizable plan for them based on their own individual situation. And so as we go through that, there's really, there's really three main types of long-term care that we look at. And I'll go through those individually so you can kind of have an understanding of the types of long-term care insurance that's available today. So you have a traditional long-term care insurance, um, which is the least expensive, cost-effective product that's available out there to help protect against the risk of policies. Now, this product doesn't build cash value it's a lot like car insurance where you pay for it and if you use it, it's available and it's there for you and it's important to have it, but there's not going to be any kind of death benefit that's associated with it or return or premium if you never use it. One of the great things about it, it is low cost and we can add an inflation rider to that to make sure that the benefits keep up with the cost of inflation. So that's that's been traditionally, has previously been the most popular insurance that was out there. But as time goes on, we see products evolve and we're seeing a number of other products in the market today that, uh, that we also find to be a great solution for clients. Um, the next product type that we see um, that's become very popular are these hybrid uh, long-term care policies. So the hybrid policies are a type of product that has either a life insurance or annuity-based chassis. So they're based on either a life insurance policy or an annuity policy. And, and I'll go through each of those individually. So on the life insurance policy, basically the goal of the death benefit is just a, a small uh, death benefit or modest death benefit. It's based there to give the client some kind of return of premium if they never use the product for long-term care. It does have the potential to add, again, an inflation protection rider. And then there's multiple ways you can fund it. You can fund it as a lump sum. You can fund it as, a, as an ongoing premium 
for it or a you know maybe a shorter pay like a 10 pay type contract um, but the death benefit itself is mainly just a return of premium on that product the annuity based products are very similar to that um, where it's it's going to have a base cash value to it that cash value may grow but the main purpose of it is just really a return of assets back to the client if they never use it so the difference between those two is the life insurance hybrid product is going to require a little bit more underwriting than the than the annuity based. It's a lot easier underwriting for the annuity based products. So we usually see older individuals um, look at the annuity based products, and a little bit younger clients look at the life insurance based product. Then the third option that we find that's becoming more popular as time goes on is life insurance with a long term care rider. So this is going to give the client the ability to maximize their death benefit. Um, and still give them some flexibility uh, addressing the costs associated with long-term care. So it gives them a little bit higher death benefit. And what they're going to do is they're going to be able to then uh, accelerate that death benefit if they need some kind of long-term care, uh, if they have a long-term care event in their life. Now, that product, it doesn't have or doesn't traditionally have any kind of an inflation rider on it. So we'll usually look at um, what the cost of care might be at the time the client would use that and try to target a benefit that would be appropriate for when they may need that care. Um, so those are really the three types of products that we see most commonly used, and we just customize them depending on what the client's needs are. Yeah, that's great. Um, th- this is really a customizable type of thing, and, and that, that only comes about through discussions and education and getting, getting a client's sense of comfort. Uh, you mentioned initially it's not a fun area to talk about. I, I wouldn't I agree. I wouldn't call it fun, although I, I guess I'm a little nerdy in the sense that I, I, I think finding solutions or getting people to a higher level of comfort or peace that they've, they've mitigated a future risk. To me, that's, that's satisfying, if not fun. Talk about maybe, maybe some ideal times for people to be looking at this. I mean, we, we clearly see people in their 40s, their 50s sometimes in their 60s. And a point I'll emphasize is that if you are healthy, that's an ultimate time to be applying and getting underwritten because you, you never know in the future. So when do you see people um, really start to, to think about this? And is there an ideal sort of window uh, for folks to be um, thinking about this or versus it, when is it too late, I guess? <laughs> sure. Sure. It's a great, great question, Rob. So that's what's great about the products that have been developed nowadays is we do have a very broad window for when people can apply for coverage. However, we definitely suggest the younger, the better. Uh, The way life goes is we all get older, we start to have health conditions and those health conditions can help to um, cause us issues in the underwriting process and you may not be able to get approved. So the younger you can apply for it, the better. Also, the younger you apply for it, the lower the cost is going to be. Um, so that's important as well. We, we always talk about long-term care. You pay for it in two ways. You pay for it with your premium, but part of that is also your health. So the healthier you are, the lower the cost is going to be um, as we're looking at different types of coverage. So the average age that we see currently, clients start to think about it usually in their 50s. Um, but we are seeing a lot of clients um, start to look at it younger. We are seeing even in the 40s. Clients are starting to look at it, and I think if you if you take care of the risk earlier, you're going to see the benefit of a lot lower cost um, of the product. Now, we still have plenty of products that are available for people in their 60s and even in their 70s 
um, we just run into more health conditions at that point. So the underwriting process may be um, a little bit more challenging or they may not get the, the preferred risk class that we'd like them to. But that's where some of those annuity-based products can be beneficial as they do they are available and they do work really well for clients that are even in their 70s. So I think there's, I think there's uh, no wrong time to talk about long-term care, but the earlier that you can talk about it uh, and start to look at the solutions that are out there, the better. Oh yeah, for sure. And, and, you know, what we do is facilitate a conversation, a really customized conversation that sometimes are three or four or five conversations because they just get to understand these things. One of the points we like to emphasize, and maybe I'll let you comment just a few things, you know, sort of optimizing these policies in terms of uh, people want adequate care and coverage. They're not inexpensive because the risks are real. But, but so they, they don't want to overinsure, but they don't want to underinsure. Maybe you could delve a little bit into the process or the value you might bring to the discussion if, if someone's curious about this. Sure, yeah. So we're seeing a lot more people. We used to cover the, uh, if, uh, years ago, we used to try to cover the entire need itself. Um, but at that point, long-term care was a lot uh, a lot less expensive than it is today. And the reason the cost has gone up is because people use it, because we're seeing a lot higher claims than were expected by the carriers originally when they started in the in the long-term care world. So due to that, um, we're starting to see a lot of advisors want to cover, you know, somewhere between about half, half of the cost of care, uh, maybe a little bit more. Um, the reality is that clients are probably going to have assets for retirement, so they will be there. But, but our goal is to just make sure that some kind of a long-term care event doesn't come along and, um, you know, and really ruin their retirement. Uh, we want to make sure that they've planned for it, that they've got the appropriate amount of coverage. We don't want them to have too much, but it's definitely important to really think about their individual situation, what they can afford, uh, what their portfolio looks like. So there's really not a, a right or wrong amount of coverage, but definitely the most important thing is to make sure that for their specific situation, um, they're building out the, the, the risk coverage that they need. And I know that's a lot of part, a lot of what you do in your planning process. Yep. Yeah, it, it's, it's so interesting. It, when we get into these discussions, there's still a lot. Pe- people really don't understand it. They, they really don't want to do it on their own. They want an engaged partner, a sounding board, et cetera. You know, another just taking a quick step back to give people a sense of how prevalent the need ultimately for long-term care. I, I heard one of my clients express not too long ago, and I, I think this echoes through a lot of people, even myself, that their their greatest fear was, was not per se outliving these assets or passing away. It, it's, it's more to the to the extent that their their body keeps going, but maybe their mind goes, and they now all of a sudden they need care, but they may may they may keep functioning for years and years at great expense. Do you, I've known that the uh, to put it bluntly that the you know the relative risk of someone passing away versus being in a state of dementia or needing some care and living longer it's it's just you have a much greater chance of that. Do you have any comparative sense or, or beyond just a general sense of it, it's many orders of orders of magnitude more that someone will probably just need some care and continue on living as opposed to just not be around and not have the expense. I, I didn't know if 
you had a perspective on that or some thoughts. We do have some great tools that we can use to help clients understand the cost of care in their specific areas. We'll usually run those to help customize them so they can understand each each individual state obviously has a higher or lower cost of care depending on that cost of living. But as we talk about that, one of the things that's most important to think about is, um, you know, we do have uh, over 50 million Americans today living with Alzheimer's disease. And so when you really think about that, um, you know, the potential of that disease uh, to live for a long period of time, but maybe not be able to take care of yourself is extremely important to think about. And that's where the real risk comes in is the longer potential claims. So it's important, again, to have the right amount of coverage, but that's where we've seen people's uh, retirements just get destroyed. If someone gets, uh, you know, an early diagnosis of something like Alzheimer's or dementia, they need care for 10 to 12 years, and how are you going to pay for that? And so I think one of the best questions that can be asked is, where, what if this situation happens? Where are we going to find that money to, to pay for this type of care? And that's really where uh, the conversation starts. Um, and we, many people are seeing it in their own lives. They're seeing it with their grandparents, their parents. Um, you know, and it's, it's really can be a significant cost. Um, you know, to pay for that care month in and month out, especially if you have a claim that lasts for multiple years. So it's really important to make sure that they're looking at that and determining how can we cover the, the, the cost of care and what can we do to make sure that we're not, you know, we're not going to ruin this, this retirement portfolio that we've built up over the years. No, that's great. Another aspect I find interesting, we, we often discuss is this return of, return of premium. If, if, if care is never, if, if it's not ever used or accessed, there is a way for people to literally get their, their premium back, correct? Is, which, which is yes. attractive. Yeah, um, yeah. Tell, me, tell us about that. How does that work or how is that structured? So that's correct, Rob. So um, there absolutely is a way. And that's why, as I mentioned, I went through those products. So I'll mention them again, just as a refresher. So you've got traditional long-term care. Think of that a lot like car insurance, kind of use it or lose it. Uh, if you don't wreck your car, um, you're not going to really get anything out of it. But if you have that long-term care event, it's going to be there. The second and third options that I mentioned previously, that's where you're going to see that return of premium. So it's either the hybrid uh, long-term care policies or the life with long-term care rider policies. Now, we've actually seen a huge uptick in the amount of life with long-term care rider policies that have been sold recently. And a lot of that is just due to the way the policies are priced, the way the underwriting is done. Uh, so that's been one of the solutions that we've used continuous throughout the process. And, and you're going to get a little bit more death benefit or return if you don't use that product than you'll see with the first two options. And so because of that, it becomes attractive to clients to say, you know, I'm, if, if everything goes as planned, uh, and I don't have a long-term care event. I'm going to have some money that I can leave to my children. What? How do I take that money and leverage it up uh, to be able to cover this long-term care need? But then, if I don't need it, leave leave you know a legacy to my kids. And so that's what that's become probably our our top selling option when we really talk about long-term care. So that's but that's why we have all these available. We just want to build out a solution that's unique and and fits each individual's need. That's great. Any other sort of salient points you want to bring in? Any big picture trends you're seeing? Just maybe things that didn't come up thus far in the discussion as we start to wrap up. Things you think should people should be thinking about? Anything like that that really jumps out at you or, you know, just curious? 
Well, I think part of it is just we're all living longer. You know, as, as we look at uh, some of the advancements in medical technology, um, it, it's a fact that life expectancies are have extended over the last 20 years. And so as that extends, it's not always the, the, the quality of life in the later years um, that you may see. And so as people live longer, um, as we have medical breakthroughs, uh, we are seeing that long-term care is that much more important because those older ages, that's when uh, we do start to see the onset of dementia and Alzheimer's. Um, and so, you know, it, what we're seeing is that that long-term care of some kind of care, there's a very high potential for that. So it's about two out of three individuals that are going to need some type of care uh, in their life. And so um, it's just really important to make sure to plan for that um, and to make sure to plan for, you know, what if you did have an event that lasts for a longer period of time and multiple years? And, you know, how would you pay for that? I think that's, I think that's the question to start with. And once you uh, once you get get into the discussion, you'll see that you know these these policies they're not uh, unaffordable. We can build them around the budget that fits the client and what their needs are. And that's that's what I love about this process and this planning process is we can build a unique solution for each client. That that's great, and I I can completely attest that that's exactly what we do. It all starts with the conversation, and so. If to any of listeners, anybody who might be interested in having a conversation, we bake this into our process. Oftentimes, we invest a lot of time in sounding board discussions to really get them educated, get them to a point of really understanding. Uh, it, it occurs to me now as we record this, it's actually November 9th, uh, 2002. So we, by the time this comes out, we'll probably be pretty close to a, around the you know, the holidays, Thanksgiving, there's an awful lot to be grateful for, but that's when people come together. That's when they have these conversations. If you'd like to set something up to have a discussion or just talk more informally and find out if this is even appropriate, what makes sense for you, how it works, we'd be delighted to engage. I, I can introduce Anthony. We can ask questions. As I mentioned, in a number of cases, we've gone through four, five, six conversations. Do people really start to get, to understand it and gain clarity around what's going to fit their goals and needs or, or if this is even the right thing or if it's affordable? We recently had someone approved at what's called Preferred Best, which is the the best rating you can get. So the, this is amazing. I It's a little it's always validating when an um, insurance company uh, tells you you're in really pretty good shape and, and um, you know, is willing to underwrite you at, a, at the top rate. So um, it's a very, very dynamic space. It's changing all the time. That's why I utilize Anthony and his team and have built them into our process. So we'd love to have sounding board, you know, value-added discussions around this just, just to help educate. And then if someone actually puts one of these in place, what we find is they typically really understand it well and the reasons they um, they got it, the why, what this is going to do for them. It's a lot of peace of mind. And in other cases, I've quite commonly seen insurance purchased where years later, it's not very well understood. And they're sort of questioning that decision or what was I thinking or this salesperson uh, presented a nice case and I bought it then, but I really don't know what in the world I own. So we I'm looking to be more the antithesis of that, really have people understand these solutions because it's it's their life, it's their situation. But we're here to help them, to engage them, to be an essential partner in that process. 
Anthony, it's great to have you on. I just wanted to give people a little sense of some of the conversations. I can make him available. We can have these discussions. Typically, there's no cost. We, we just spend time and we'd love to find good solutions to, to give people peace of mind. So I want to thank you for, for the partnership and for coming on. And um, don't know if you have any closing thoughts. Um, otherwise, we'll kind of we'll wrap up and turn it back to Patrice. Yeah, I would just say don't wait. That's all I would say. I would just say don't wait. You know, at the end of the day, it's important to make sure uh, as time goes on, cost cost of care goes up and um, you get older and there's potential for developing some some health issues. So, no, that's a really good point. And, and we all know, you know, diagnoses, things come in all of a sudden. Right. There's a test. So um, so don't wait. Procrastination, is, I, you know, is not not your friend here. So. I really, thanks again for coming on. I hope this has been helpful to folks. I wish everyone happy holidays. We have some other really exciting podcasts coming up in the near future, a deep dive into our research department. That'll be coming up next. And then some other thoughts as we head out to close the year. So thanks thanks for listening. We really appreciate it. Just let me or my team know if we can be of help in any way. And Robert, just before we go, how can they reach you? How can I be reached? All the usual methods, but I think probably the simplest and best thing is to just email me at rcurtis, C-U-R-T-I-S-S, at S-E-I-A dot com. You're welcome to call my office as well. I, I, I am on LinkedIn, on Facebook, things like that, but probably a simple email or, or call my office, call my assistant, Stephanie. Uh, she can find a time on my schedule and um, that's how I can be reached. All right. Fantastic. And listeners follow this podcast. So, you know, when the newest episode is ready for you and of course, share with others you care about. Thanks for being with us. Thank you for listening to the millionaire next door podcast. Click the subscribe button below to be notified when new episodes become available. The information covered and posted represents the views and opinions of the guest and does not necessarily represent the views or opinions of Signature Estate and Investment Advisors or Royal Alliance Associates Incorporated, member FINRA SIPC. The content has been made available for informational and educational purposes only. The content is not intended to be a substitute for professional investing advice. Always seek the advice of your financial advisor or other qualified financial service provider with any questions you may have regarding your investment planning.